Welcome to day 320 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we are in our uh, third season together, The Story of Prophets. I'm Paul, here with uh, David and Matt as we continue to read through Ezekiel. Uh, the last uh, eight chapters of Ezekiel will be, you know, concerned much with, you know, the, uh, you know, approximately 10 chapters of Exodus were in the construction of the tabernacle. A large part of Ezekiel will be the construction of this new temple, or not really the construction of it, but the dimensions of it, the grandeur of it, the glory of it. Uh, you know, the fact that the Lord returns to it to be, you know, God among his people. So yesterday we got to do a lot of measuring with cubics. Uh, we talked a little bit about the different sizes that cubics can be, but how God's cubic is always a generous cubic. And guess what? We have not exhausted that. We're going to be doing this for, you know, we're going to be doing this for another week. But it's it's a reminder of us of, you know, of God's, you know, how carefully he's constructed, you know, his temple and how perfect it is and his invitation, his permanent presence among his people. So you need to keep that in mind as we uh, read all of these words uh, together. So we turn to Ezekiel chapter 40. We begin in chapter 17. And as, as always, even though we're just going through architectural blueprints here, uh, we still want to hear the word of God. We want to see uh what God was showing Ezekiel and the grandeur and in the, in the beauty and the perfection of this temple. And we want to see the grandeur and the beauty and the perfection of the temple provided for us in the person of Christ as well. So before we read, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we, we pray for that, that we would see the beauty and grandeur of Christ Jesus as we uh, spend time in, in your word together. Uh, Father, as we draw near to you, would you draw near to us, fill us, um, with with your presence, uh, with the reminder that uh, you love us, um, you've rescued us, uh, you're at work sanctifying us, and um, one day you will complete it. Father, we thank you for your word. Um, help us to to behold you, and it, even in the, the smallest of details, uh, Father, help us to, to see you, to see your grace, um, to see your glory. It's in Christ that we pray. Amen. Ezekiel 40, verse 17. And then he brought me into the outer court, and there I saw some rooms and a pavement that had been constructed all around the court. Uh, there were 30 rooms along the pavement that abutted the sides of the gateways and was as wide as they were along. This was the lower pavement. Then he measured the distance from inside of the lower gateway to the outside of the inner court with 100 cubics on the east side as well as on the north. Then he measured the length and the width of the north gate leading into the inner court, its alcoves, three on each side, its projecting walls and its porticos had the same measurements as those in the first gateway. It was 50 cubics and 25 long and 25 cubics wide. Its opening, its porticos and its palm tree decorations had the same measurements as those of the gate facing east. Seven steps led up to it with its portico opposite them. There was a gate to the inner court facing the north court. There was on the east, just as there was on the east. He measured from one gate to the opposite one. It was a hundred cubics. Then he led me to the south side and I saw the south gate. He measured its jams and its porticos and they had the same measurements as the others. The gateway and its porticos had narrow openings all the way around like the openings of the others. It was 50 cubics long and 25 cubics wide. Seven steps led up to it with its porticos opposite them. It had palm tree decorations on the faces of the projecting walls on each side. The inner court also had a gate facing south, and he measured from this gate to the outer gate on the south side. It was 100 cubics. Then he brought me into the inner court through the south gate, and he measured the south gate. 
had the same measurements as the others. Its alcoves, its projecting walls, and its porticos had the same measurements as the others. The gateway and its porticos had openings all around. It was 50 cubics long and 25 cubics wide. The porticos of the gateways around the inner court were 25 cubics wide and 5 cubics deep. Its portico faced the outer court, palm trees decorating its jams, and eight steps led up to it. Then he brought me to the inner court on the east side, and he measured the gateway. It had the same measurements as the others, its alcoves, its projecting walls, its porticos had the same measurements as the others. The gateways and its porticos had openings all around. It was 50 cubics long and 25 cubics wide. Its porticos faced the outer court. Palm trees decorated the jams on either side, and eight steps led up to it. Then he brought me to the north gate and measured it. It was uh, had the same measurements as the other. It did its alcoves, its projecting walls, and its porticos, and its openings all around. It was 50 cubics long, 25 cubics wide. Its portico faced the outer courts. Palm trees decorated the jams on either side, and eight steps led up to it. So you have him moving, you know, from the outer court, you know, toward the inner court, and there's kind of a nice image that uh, with each new court you're moving up higher. You know, take seven steps and then eight steps, you know, as you're moving up, and then finally we'll get into the inner court, you know, which you move up even further. So the uh, the the the, uh, the entries get a little bit narrower as you go up. The dimensions you know, remain the same on the outer outer walls, but you you have a sense as you're going into this as you're moving into the presence of God ever more into the presence of God, and uh, it's kind of a you know, kind of a nice picture. And, of course, you have palm trees that have been mentioned several times. And, again, this is the temple is a return to Eden in, in, in a lot of ways. It's a picture of, you know, the virulent garden, you know, that God created us for and placed us in. And that image of us walking with him in the cool of the day so that the temple is kind of, in a sense, a return to Eden. And you're going to see this in a major way. Uh, I say you're going to see this, not in this season, because we're reading the prophets and we're not reading Revelation, which probably should be included with the prophets, because most of what Revelation is doing is recapitulating these images, you know, that we're finding in Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, you know, as, as we move as we move all the way through. Uh, but you're going to see even more of, you know, and you'll see this in Ezekiel as well, a river coming out from the temple, giving life and becoming ever deeper and ever wider as it goes. And you're going to see the tree of life, you know, re reimaged in it. So you have all of this return to the beauty of creation, return to Eden in, in these portraits. No, and all that's so helpful, you know, because we come to passages like this or even we come to genealogies as we're reading and we're kind of like, what? Why are these things in the Bible? And if you don't know, you kind of just skip over it and lose a lot of the significance behind it and the imagery and and especially how, especially like a theme of the temple, you know, which is a huge theme throughout the Bible is carried on from beginning to end. And so it's good for us to read passages like this and to be reminded that even though if they don't initially grab us or we don't know where they fit, they do fit in the story of the Bible. No, they do. We, we need to know we started in a garden temple and we end in a garden temple. And uh, we have, you know, we have temples in between that are representing, you know, the permanent place of God with his people and the grandeur of it. And, of course, we're, we, we get the impact of this, not in the individual details, but in the grand sweep of the magnificence and, and the care, you know, that's given in the construction of this temple. You know, and we're so situational when we read passages like uh -huh. this because we read it and we think, okay, cool, details, details, details. But, I mean, it just gave us the note. We read it yesterday, but they're in their 25th year of exile. 
you know, how long are they long to see the temple again? You know, and for God to say, not only am I going to restore my people, not only am I going to bring you out of exile, you know, join together, but but there is going to be a, a, yeah. a time where I will dwell with my people again. And so they're probably hearing these, you know, Ezekiel seeing this image of the South Gate, thinking, oh man, long to see the South Gate. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're you're sitting in exile. You're saying we're done for. This is end. You know, there was initial hope that we'll quickly be back in our own land, but that that hasn't happened. They're in exile for 25 years. There's in a, approximately 50 years left, and some of them will never return. They'll become so settled, you know, in the land, you know, as, 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 as a big part of it. So there's a sense of hopelessness. And, uh, you know, uh, we've seen these images of judgment, but the judgment gives way to, you know, God's presence more fully realized among his people. And that's what all this brick and mortar stands for. And you need to see past that. So if you've just drawn a picture of the temple and that's what you get out of this, which you can, you can you know, take these and diagram out this you know, temple. Uh, you, you've missed something bigger that it's pointing to. And that's the presence, the permanent presence of God with his people uh, in order to bless yeah. them. And, uh, well, that means every time we read this, this is a message of hope. You know, yeah, absolutely. We read it in incredible hope. It can be incredible hope. You know, of detail, detail. Yeah. And, yeah. But for the people, yeah. this is so much hope built yeah. into these. It's you know, uh, you know, like if you were you know visiting, uh, you know, Berlin after it was bombed out, and you know you you saw a vision of the city being restored and rebuilt. You know, from all of the K and all of the rot. You know that that's what you're seeing here, but more than that. You see the presence of God and the power of God. Well, it's been a it's been a uh, interesting week, you know. Together, as we've read, we've started with a restoration, you know, of God's people into one people, and how that repointed to you know how we're ultimately joined with Him as a one body of Christ, you know, as well. Then we saw these stark images of judgment on Gog and Magog, and, and how God is glorified in His judgment. As well as in his salvation, of course, that leads to us a choice of experiencing his glory through judgment or experiencing his glory through salvation. And we can experience his glory through salvation because his wrath has been poured out on Christ Jesus on our behalf. And uh, we have, as David pointed out, come to the table to receive you know him as as you know in a sense a sacrificial meal yeah. that brings us in you know to union with God and we see the restoration of the temple which we're invited into to know the very presence of God uh, you know as a part of it so it's been a fun week uh, Matt you mind closing us out yep yeah, let's pray Father we thank you for these wonderful reminders in your word uh, that, that you are our God and we are your people uh, and Father we thank you for the vision of the the, the true temple. Um, Father, we, we ask that you would write these words on our heart, uh, that we would know their truths. And we thank you for the chance to gather as your people this Sunday to, to worship you, uh, to enjoy you, to, um, to proclaim the wonderful excellencies uh, of who you are and what you've done. Uh, Father, be with us this weekend. Continue to, to move us, um, to transform us. Uh, Father, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.